Hey everyone, welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. Have you ever wondered how much dance training is too much? Lisa Kovacs is on the podcast today and shares some great strategies for healthy dance training. Hi, my name is Lisa Kovacs. I am a ballet teacher and a uh, dance nerd. And I am here to talk to you about uh, how much is too much in terms of training. My area of interest is periodization, which is um, the application of uh, periodization principles to dance. So it's something that is done in uh, sports. It's not something that is uh, seen very much in dance, and we have our own way of um, scheduling dancing, but it'd be really, really good if we could change the way that we do things. So, for example, instead of um, scheduling a lot of rehearsals before a performance, it would be really nice if we could be smarter about it and not overload the students too much so that when performance time comes, they are fresh and they haven't, they're not recovering from a general rehearsal the night before that ran all the way uh, through 11 o'clock at night. That's the ideal situation, but there's a lot of things that we can do in training young dancers to help them cope with the load. And the idea behind it is not only to avoid injury and burnout, but to improve performance so that the dancers are performing at their maximum best on a physiological level. Their bodies are responding to the training load, not in a maladaptive way, which would mean uh, chances of injuries, but rather in a positive way. And in order to do this, you have to really time how much um, training you are delivering to the students. And it's very difficult in dance to know how much is too much because we have not yet, uh, we don't have yet established norms especially for adolescent students. However, in sports science, the prescription goes for uh, adolescent athletes that they should not train more numbers of hours per week than their age. So a 12-year-old, for example, will train a maximum of 12 hours a week, especially in, um, this applies to early specialization sports, such as gymnastics and perhaps tennis, and we know that the most successful athletes are the ones who have more rounded training and more areas than just one specific area. So in dance, uh, this could be having your kid do more than just uh, dance activities, but involve them in other things. And also, most importantly, is to perceive or to understand uh, rather rest as a really crucial fundamental training strategy. So making sure that the, your, um, your uh, student has adequate rest and in order to 
facilitate that, it's very important for the dance teacher to have uh, an awareness of what this, where the student is at in terms of his other responsibilities, whether that be other classes or rehearsals, their academics, where they can be under a lot of pressure during exam time, to communicate with other teachers so that you can take over um, when a teacher is giving a lot of class, a lot, a really hard uh, load or uh, heavy load of classes, you might want to ease up, uh, or you might want to just do the reverse, uh, but to talk with your um, your teammates, your the other faculty, also to be aware that you yourself as a teacher have the possibility of making small changes in class that can really um, impact how the student reacts physically. So if you see that your cohort, your class, your students are very tired, they're not paying a lot of attention, you know that they're kind of at, at the, it's the end of the week perhaps, um, you might want to just make class easier and simple prescriptions could be um, uh, simpler coordinations, shorter combinations, um, shorter uh, exercises, staying in place, so not moving through space. And then when you want to challenge your students, you would do the opposite, you'd give them a high workload, and that would mean complex coordinations, longer exercises, uh, so you can string two exercises together. You uh, might want to have them traveling to the floor and back, that's really exhausting, or just traveling through space, big jumps. Uh, how your students are after Big Allegro, that's the perfect example of a uh, high workload. So sometimes we don't have the information that you um, would get perhaps if you, ha you worked in a fancy elite sports context and you would have access to how much the students are, um, the, the workload that they have or um, their physiological response, but you can definitely use just your ability as a dance teacher to know what's going on and seeing are the kids that are full of energy, can I push them, you know, are they, what, what's happening in their timetable. And that's the other thing where it's very important just to have, make sure that the students have a balanced schedule. So I hope this was helpful in uh, helping your students really maximize their performance and become the best dancers they can because we know that too many hours of rehearsals can really burn out students not only um, psychologically or mentally and make them never want to step foot in the dance uh, studio again but also physically and we're aiming to train dancers uh, long term so that they can enjoy having dance as part of their lives so thank you thank you so much for this information lisa i hope everyone found at least one or two things that you can start implementing in your dance and acro classes right away Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.